Hey guys, it's Jack here. Big massive shout out to our Patreons. So these guys are the guys who donate for the editing and they really do make a huge difference to keep the show alive. Uh, we've been sponsored by Art Faulkner, Ferdy Evers, Mikey Dredd and Underfluke. These guys are absolute legends. Thank you so much and see you next show. Let's drone out. What do you mean no one cares? I I went to a um oh we're live. <laughs> yeah, ready, ready, ready. <laughs> no, no one no one cares about me, but they care about let's drone out. Jack, I care I, I care about you. Lay for sympathy. I care about you. I might not remember that conversation, but I care. Oh, you'll remember it when we... I will remember it. It'll come back to me in a flood. Unless it was somebody else. But I'm sure I've got you in my phone as Neil, so I'm sure it was you that I spoke to. It probably was. It probably was. Right. Go, Jack. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Drone Out. Tonight, you are joined by Andrew Slash Frank. Hello. And ERC... Good evening, everybody. What happened there? I heard I heard Jack say hello twice. Oh, it's probably because I've got. I'm I'm trying to set fix my setup, and you can probably hear a little bit of feedback from me. I'm sorry. Hello, everybody. Uh, Nigel, I think. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Hi, everyone. And you're from Rotor Rush. Indeed. And we've got Ray. Yeah, if you can hear me, I'm here as yes, well. We can. We've got my little Tony. Bonjour. Everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. Getting younger, apparently, according to the chat. And, and Chad Capper, according to uh, everybody. <laughs> everybody, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't you be taking your trousers off and getting them embroidered? That's going to date this episode. When, uh, when I, I haven't seen that video. I've just seen some... Mate, you're in for a treat. I'm now a bit. I, I'm bright until I fly, and I've also got a hostage, which is an old guest, old host, in fact. Old host, yeah. Come. Hello. Hello, world. Clint. Clint. Entrance. Hello, Clint. FPV. So, so you don't need me, Jack, after the show, then, it turns <laughs> out. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, even on the live stream, Wayne, people were, uh, the live stream of the iSeries that was at the UK Drone Show, people were like, is Chad Capper at the UK Drone <laughs> Even the host. <laughs> I should start charging for appearances and like, yeah, I could come as Chad Capper and make it more popular. He's changed his hair to look like Chad, look. I changed my hair to make me not look like Chad. No, you've made it worse. And he grew a beard so he doesn't look like me. But yet we're interchangeable somehow. (laughs) It it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Separated at birth. Yeah. Ignore me. So, how did we get Rotorush on here? Like someone sensible. (laughs) Oh, we we took them hostage. We talked to them at the drone show on Saturday... Yeah, and, uh, we had a very nice conversation, and we made Frank book them because he had his spreadsheet out on his phone. No way! Come on the show. 
Can, can I tell you the conversation we had? Because perhaps that's the good intro for, for Rotorush. Can, can we also explain that di- we haven't gone through all the intros, have we? Did, we or, or did we? Yeah. we? Yes. We've got Nigel, Ray, Andy. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> We've been through that, Andy. Sorry, man. I'm. Uh... How much sleep you had? Neil Poir. Well, well, you see, can you see all of this here? Oh, wow. You've got some work to do. That that I I wish that was all of the things I had to do, but that that is what turned up in the post today. Happy Christmas! Yeah, it, you'd think so, except each one of those boxes is nine six, hours, is, is sixteen hours of wow. constant work. Uh, I had I had four hours sleep last night. I I woke, I've been up since five this morning. Uh, my aim is to go to bed at at twelve. So there you go. Poor, poor me, eh? <laughs> oh, my diamond shoes are too tight. <laughs> my my sho- my shoes are slip-ons, and I took them to the drone show, and it, it was so funny actually that everyone referenced it, wasn't it, from the video? Um, yeah, people were like, "Oh man, you 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 tell the truth even to the point of what shoes you wear," and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, you, you can't you can't bullshit on YouTube." <laughs> no, sorry, so, kid. Let me tell you what Rota Rush are doing there because um, we met them at the drone show, and I I was talking about Sims, and I said, to be honest, I haven't looked at it because Rota Rush uses a subscription model, and I didn't like the idea of carry on paying for something. Um, but Nigel came up with like lots of things that he does, and I thought, well, that's very good. Why does nobody know about this? And it's mainly because, A, Nigel doesn't tell them, and B, they probably just look at the price and, and sort of move on. So we wanted to get you on the show to to let you explain the extra bits that Rotorush does, because obviously it's a sim, but you guys are taking that subscription money and doing stuff with it, aren't you? Which I thought, well, that's a really nice sort of ethos to have. Please explain. First of all, can I just say that Rover Rush is not a sim. Um, The sim is just a part of what Rover Rush is. And I think this is what we've we've, um, been pretty poor at explaining and and getting that message across. Well, I've Um, already got it wrong in the first two minutes now, so yeah. (laughs) And that's our fault. Can I just say say as well, Rover Rush was the first. As soon as it came out, I paid for it. And I've still got it. I need. I, I definitely need to check it out, though. How it has changed. The last time I I checked it out, there was a tiny whoop thing, and that was fun. Yeah, well, tiny whoop's grown a lot since. Uh, there's a lot of more tiny whoop tracks on there, and there's been a lot of work done on the front end. Um, just on the sim itself, first of all, um, we've stuck to our guns. We've always. Um, tried to make sure that Rover Rush is as realistic as possible. And that's what we've always tried to do. We've um, we've stayed away from the game, gamey sort of uh, view and kept it as professional as possible. Um, we work closely with um, Jesse Perkins from Tiny Whoop and uh, there's lots of Tiny Whoop tracks in there and they're being released soon as a training dome, which, are, which is important because I know I'll link on to, this is some of the extras that you were mentioning that we do um, and obviously there's that's that's the main sim part of it um, we're going to be releasing this week I believe X-Class into the sim the official X-Class wow. 
Cool. So we've um, we've been working with Noah Furman from X Class in California, and uh, we've been working on the flight characteristics, uh, the sound. We've done real sound sampling from X Class drones, so that's been released this week. So if you're interested in building a uh, an X Class and you haven't flown one yet, it will give you the opportunity to find out what what it feels like to fly an X Class because it is completely different. It's so much, uh, especially in the corners. Um, but Rover Rush is it's a community, it's not a city. And this is what's important. This is where we fail to get the message across. So when you pay that subscription or that one-off um, yearly fee, uh, a large majority of that money goes back into the other projects that we're doing. Um, the main one of no is the Rover Rush Academy. And we give the same sim that uh, you guys have flown and tried to schools um, all over the world, not just in the UK. Um, and schools that sign up to the academy get all the software and the backup and the support for free, absolutely free. There's no hidden costs. Um, they get five licenses for, for each school. Um, and then working with local race groups, we try our best to put them in touch with uh, local race groups um, because we're also, we work with all the race organisations around the world, or most of them anyway. Um, so we link these schools up with local race groups and uh, race organisations so that when these young people in the schools use the sim to learn to fly, there's then support from local race groups to teach them how to build the first drones and then they've got a, a, a link then to go from the school into the actual sport. So what we're hoping to do is to help grow our sport and our hobby by giving them, one, uh, a means to learn to fly within the schools, and then secondly, to build and then to start to fly within the, the full race community. So, um, And we've got a number of success stories. Um, the main one of note, uh, there's a a STEM school in the US called Mind Drive, uh, and they've linked in with their local multi-GP chapter. And they've actually taught a number of kids now to fly, build, and they're now these are now competitive uh, pilots within the multi-GP leagues in the, in the US. Um, and it works really well. And we do all of this for free. So the money that you pay, or the, the normal user pays, towards Rosa Rush is helping to fund um, this project and grow uh, sport commercially um, with with the uh, local race groups. That's great as well because we often, yeah. we often talk about on the show the decline of interest in this hobby and that's doing the opposite. That is giving exposure and, and free access to have a go at this and and putting it in people's heads that, oh man, this is something that I could do and and get good at. So I I didn't I didn't realize that. The the other thing that we do as well, the second part of where uh, the money goes to is if you go on Road Rush, you'll notice that we have all the official tracks. We're very proud of that of most of the main uh, race organisations. Um, you know. Um, FPV Mexico, the BDRA here in the UK, KDRA in Korea. Um, we're in India, Russia, Canada. Um, God, could listen all the do different. You know, do you know I, that is that is exactly why I subscribe to Road to Rush because having my YouTube channel, I thought, do you know what? 
how how good am I against these top pilots? So I went on to your uh, I went on to the, the there's like a, a list of uh, uh, you know fastest times fastest pilots, yeah. and there was there, there was Banny UK at the time who who when I bought Rotor Rush was at the top, and I'm like right, I'm gonna see how close I can get to Banny UK. And I was about 300, 300, <laughs> 300 people down the rank. And that's what I loved about uh, Rotor Rush. And I also loved, you touched on it there, it, it was um, at, at the time, I, th- I think other Sims have um, improved for sure, but um, at the time it was the most realistic not graphics intensive, so you don't have to have like a crazy good computer, but that doesn't matter because it was the most go, going through gates and stuff I, 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 and going through real gates was uh, the most accurate for me. And that, and that was what I thought was most important about Roto Rush. Well, we've always tried to keep it as realistic as possible. Um, and uh, we often um, we have you know real pilots trying it for us, and whenever we put in new flight characteristics, we actually we don't do that. We we get the pilots to tell us right. Yes, it feels right. It doesn't. For example, when Tiny Wolf they put in a new new one of these these whoops, he he, he does a, an extensive testing process until we've got it absolutely right. Um, but just going, I just want to finish off on. Um, the race organizations and and I'm glad you've used it because you get a chance to fly against pilots around the world but as well as giving Rover Rush free to the schools every race organization that works with us we put their tracks in the sim for free we don't charge them Um, we um, allow them to put their sponsors on the track we don't charge them for that we don't take any kickbacks whatsoever so the only funding that comes into Rover Rush is from the user but that money is helping to it's helping your uh, race organization, whichever one you're affiliated to, whether you're in the UK, US, Korea, wherever, it's helping uh, that race organization to promote itself, to grow, to allow, allow it to uh, bring in sponsorship so that they can carry on putting on competitions for the pilots. And we do all of that um, basically for free. Um, now, we maybe we should have been advertising this and telling the world better about what we do with the funds that come in. Um, but now we're doing it now. So through you guys. So hopefully it, you it's, can... It's kind of tricky as well because you've got all of this competition from uh, like free, free rider, lift off, uh, what, what... Velocidrome. Velocidrome. And then uh, there's like an, another one I saw on UAV Future. So... That that's probably why you're struggling to to get the um, the information out there. But I I've done videos on Rotor Rush. I should do more videos on Rotor Rush, and I want to talk about the conversation that you and me had on the phone for forty minutes that that you can't remember <laughs> because because we're both because of alcohol. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't just hearing voices at the time, Andy? Well, the only well, person that remembers well let's, let's put this to the test, okay? It wasn't called Rotor Rush initially, was it? What was no. it? What was it called? Um, initially, it was FPV Events, um, which did. was 
and uh, it, that was its first incarnation. And then um, it was FPV events for a while, uh, and then we re- we decided to do a rebrand and and really bring uh, bring it together. Um, and that's when we we changed the name to Rotor Rush. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess it was a while ago. Then if uh, it wasn't Rotor Rush, then when we had that conversation, that's quite a while ago. Okay, I've definitely uh, slept since then. <laughs> I'll t- I've, de- I've, de- I've definitely drunk a lot of Coca Cola since then, which, uh, which <laughs> skews my mind. It's just Coca Cola for anyone. Asking. Mm. A very looks, small glass for Coca-Cola. <laughs> it looks a bit pale for Coca-Cola, doesn't it? But it's Aldi's own version. So, uh, you know, that, that's, the, that, that, that's the reason why. Okay, so um, the conversation that we had, um, it lasted for, we it lasted probably about 40 minutes. And um, we it 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 sounds like Road to Rush didn't go in the direction that it did when we were talking about it. To give some context, I was driving on the way to my ex girlfriend's house. Boo! Was, yeah, boo to her. Although she's vegan, Tony. So yeah. Hurrah, boo! Boo! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was in the car and I stopped the car because I, I I thought man this this you know this is important and uh, at the at the time it it was like um, don't don't mention that it's changing to row to rush and w- the conversation that the conversation that we had was regarding how uh, sims were be were were going to be used in that. Um, I think the idea that you talked about was that um, there's there's a lot of these races that go on, but a lot because they're all over the world and and people are busy, they they can't uh, attend races. And I think your idea was to turn road to rush into a a complete sort of online series where um it was like real racing except through the sim so so well we've actually done that we actually have done that um that i guess is the third element of rotor rush um so the esports i think is the word that we're looking for um side of rotor rush is there has been a lot of work on that um and again this is something that people don't really know about um and um what we've developed, or when I say we, Ray's done all of the work. He's the genius behind, uh, Ray's very quiet there in the background, but Ray's the genius behind uh, Rotor Rush. And I'm not aware of, of, of Ray, so is, is Ray the... I think Ray should there. say hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. It's always there. You can touch him because the word Ray is on the screen. That's the I, I can see that, but is Ray, I, I've only spoken to Nigel, is Ray the coder, the builder? He's the inventor, the, the genius. Um, the, the way I would describe him, he's the wizard behind the curtain. Yes. <laughs> Does that make me Dorothy? Does that make me Dorothy? I have got some red shoes. <laughs> we don't believe you. We want to see them. <laughs> um, so the eSports side of it, we've got a, a um, separate control system which allows um, those that are given access to it 
to set up a live online competition. Um, it can set how many laps it is. It's got a, a start grid. It's got a pit lane, exactly the same as any other competition. And it, you can run live online competitions exactly the same as a real race. And uh, everything we talked about, we have actually done. And this is being used by race organisations now. Um, in Australia, FPVR use it a lot, and they've been running online competitions. Um, DDC in Spain, and uh, they've been running online competitions as well. Uh, they've run several um, successful leagues, and they're doing a big one this year. Um, but we offer this system to every race organisation um, that's a member of Rota Rush. And if they wish to put on live competitions, then they can. And a number of them have as well. Um, maybe uh, you, you may not have seen them online. Um, it's, it's down to them to promote that. But we, again, give them this tool to use for free. Um, Tiny Whoop, Jesse Perkins and Steve Neutron uh, use the same system and they... They're running uh, live events, Tiny Whoop events, online events uh, regularly, and they've got a league running at the moment, um, and they live stream that. Um, the whole system is live streamable with cameras around the track that you can switch to, um, and those that use it have are able to switch between cameras from onboard and, all, and cameras that automatically track the drones um, in line of sight view around the track. So, yeah, all of these features, I guess, um, your general user might not know about, um, but so, they are there. I guess it's just the, the, the marketing side of actually, um, you know, getting this out there, you know, with maybe – because every, everything um, multi-rotor-wise is online – and I, I mean, you know, I, I didn't know about it. I, I've spoken to you, but I didn't know that actually this had been implemented. So I guess um, it's about, um, you know, um, making making it aware that when these events are happening and and trying yeah. to prom trying to promote it and share it as much as possible and stuff. It sounds well, we should have been. It sounds like LDO could um, we could race our patrons and have a patrons night of racing. Then, uh, of course, oh, yeah, yeah. and we'd help. We, we, like uh, we, 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 I'm, I'm sure Ray would be happy to let you guys um, um, have a um, access to the control system and set your own live online event up, and uh, and you can live stream it. They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. You can invite people to come we, in and race uh, with you. We've actually That's done fine. that with Velocidrone. I think the reason why um, um, we didn't do it with Rotor Rush is that the price is slightly higher than the re than the rest of them. So I think that is the only reason. But what you're saying is the price is higher because it's actually funding other things. Yeah. Other yes. Things. Um, so uh, every everybody, I I've got Rotor Rush. So if all of you guys now can go and, and subscribe to Rotor Rush and then we'll we'll organize an, an online race or um, or if you go on the website, there is actually a free trial. If anybody's worried whether it'll run on their system or they just want to try it and say, Well, okay, let's give it a go. There is a free trial. You go on the website, you get uh, is it two weeks free to try it, Ray? Yeah, it's two weeks, yeah. Yeah, so you can you can try it yourself, and if you guys want to set up a live online 
And then we'll help you do that. And anybody who wants to join you and they haven't already got it, they can always get the uh, free trial and, and see how it goes. It's a lot of fun. The live events are a lot of fun. Sounds um, like a plan. Or, or perhaps we could set up some sort of deal, you know, <laughs> being a podcast and having a voice and thing. I'm just, I'm just kidding. So, Nigel, um, what was the the other thing I tried? Because the the other thing you had there was it a separate product? You you got yeah. to put the VR goggles on and basically. So we have got a separate product that's not on general release just yet. But oh, should I not have mentioned it? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine because. Um, um, I'm very proud of it because I'm very proud of Ray. And I think Ray's, Ray's one of the most modest guys I've ever met in my entire life because the, the stuff that he's done on Road Rush is absolutely incredible. And you guys tried that. Um, it's, it's basically a commercial version, if you like, of Road Rush. And it, through using VR, um, you're able to fly line of sight and it's as if you stood in the field and you're flying line of sight. And it also has the detached camera. So the idea is if you've got a, a DJI Phantom, that kind of drone, you can learn to line of sight fly and um, control your camera, get your right camera angles. We've got a number of scenarios within that that allow you to, um, if you're a commercial pilot and uh, maybe doing um, building surveys, uh, etc., you can use it for that. Is that we, what that big blow up dome thing was, or am I completely? No, that's the wrong place. That was oh, thing. I'm sorry. I, w- I won't say what Jack called that. He called it. He called it a blow up naughty. I call it an inflatable orifice. I think that's the kind. Of- <laughs> Did- the, the entrance to that did look like a certain lady pack, didn't it, if I'm honest? But just to give some context to, to uh, that sort of commercial thing, a, a friend of mine was just telling me a couple of weeks ago he did the commercial course. It used to be called the Beanark. I can't remember what they call it now. And he's sort of an experienced pilot coming into this, and the sort of the flight test for him was easy. And despite, like, days of doing all this sort of flight manual and stuff like that, a lot of the guys that were coming into it were very new to it and could barely get around the course. So having something, because the one I flew was inspection of uh, the big wind turbines, which That's was right, yeah. to do. And I could use the VR goggles to like look around for my line of sight, and I had sort of a sort of visor mm. thing that gives me through the Phantom. And I thought that was a, a really good thing, because you were talking about some interesting scenarios there, like the shark spotting in Australia or dropping life uh, things to, to swimmers. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that being done by someone who hasn't got the experience doing it it's like well it's that scenario has not been put in as a test that actual scenario is being used by um, in in australia by lifeguards who are being taught to use drones and they're using that simulator our simulator to practice finding swimmers in in difficulty and and aiming the using the camera so that they can aim the flotation aid and drop it in the right place um, and actually spot sharks you know so these are real these it's being reused for real and 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 speaking to a lot of the there was a lot of academies there that teach commercial drone pilots and they were very interested in it now they they were saying the same as you that they're getting a lot of people coming along and although they can they may be even commercial pilots have private pilot licenses etc and they know the they know the uh, the theory side of it, but when it comes to actually flying a drone line aside, they've got very little experience, can barely fly it at all. Um, and so, yeah, they, I think there needs to be a tool where people can practice without 
fear of crashing something that's so expensive as well. I think that. So, just to give some context, sadly, I didn't get to try out any of the VR stuff. But um, what do you need? Uh, I'm, you said it's not released yet, right? But when you but but if you've got some VR goggles, you've got a bit of software that you can learn how to fly line of sight. I've got some. I got an Oculus Rift here. That's what we were using at the show. Yeah. Um, well, uh, you got my email address, so if you fancy, <laughs> uh, if you, uh, I think make, this would be a good time for Ray to actually uh, join the conversation. I think uh, I'll make a video on it. I've got an Oculus Rift right here, so. Um, yeah, one thing I'd just jump in there and say is that um, since the very first UK drone show, two thousand fifteen. Uh, Road to Rush or FPV event as it was then has always supported uh, the Oculus Rift. So if you've got Road to Rush today, you can actually fly uh, in the Oculus VR. How, how does that work though? Being because you're on board, so what you could you can look around on the copter. There's um, a virtual yeah. visor thing that so you've got your line of sight view and you've got. There's been a couple of classes, hasn't there, where they've got this single visor, so you can essentially do line of sight and FPV at the same time. Yeah, there's, 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 <laughs> there is two things here, though. Rotor Rush, uh, you can set up your view up so you are as if you're on the front of the, uh, the quadcopter. Um, and for most people, that's absolutely amazing for about a minute. Uh, but because it's so immersive and your body's telling you, no, I'm not moving, but your eyes are saying, yes, I am, most people can only handle that for about a minute. Um, the dif difference uh, with the commercial is that it's all line of sight. So when you're commercially flying, you're actually watching a helicopter and looking at a little screen separate to it. So that works really well. So right when, you, when you say commercial, you're talking about selling it to people who are uh, flying drones for a hobby. Uh, for, for Surveying and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or even your DJI um, fan, you know, who wants to do some filming and they want to be able to learn to... Um, angle the drone and then control the camera because if you think about it they're actually doing two things at once they're almost fpv and when they're looking into that camera but at the same time flying line of sight it's a lot to get your head around and i think you know there's there's not been a tool out there where you can practice that without putting your very expensive camera drone in 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 jeopardy or you know so that that's what it aims to address and then you've got your more commercial pilots who want to actually practice doing Survey, whether it's surveying a, um, a power uh, power lines or a building or, or, or you know, practicing spotting sharks in water, whatever it might be. Um, so to do that, you you, everyone, <laughs> you you'll need an Oculus Rift, yeah? You don't have to have an Oculus Rift, but that immersive uh, way of, you know, experiencing it is best. You can just work with an ordinary uh, screen. Okay. You see the line of sight, and then there's a small screen in the left, as, uh, which is your camera view. Does it work with the Hive as well, and also the, the Samsung, that, that one as well? Uh, in theory, yes, but we haven't tested it, so I wouldn't, wouldn't say so. I mean, we know the Oculus Rift works. 
That's all I can well, say. I won't take Ray long to get get everything working. <laughs> right, I just want to check you haven't been locked out of your house because it looks like you're sort of leaning against <laughs> the door. Yeah, the, the reason I'm leaning against the door is because my his, his new EP's going to drop. And if I sit in my normal seat, I look like the Hulk, glowing green. So I'm he's, just, he's I'm just out in the corner. <laughs> I think I think he's got developers banging on his door trying to <laughs> trying to steal his. Can, his can you, can you ask if it works with a DK2? DK2 was the very first Oculus Rift. Oh, no, isn't the DK2 the current Oculus Rift? I don't, I don't know. No, no, DK2 is the development kit, and the latest software from Oculus doesn't support the DK2. And this development kit, too. Yeah, we've got two of those, and we can't use them with the latest software, so that's a bit frustrating. So, so it's only the only the, the current Oculus Rift that you can buy as a consumer that will work with Rotor Rush? Yeah, unless, unless you've got an old PC with the original software on, then, it, then it'll work. But yeah, all the latest software from um, Oculus only, only works with the latest kit. What what I find really interesting is when you do, um, you know, the standard rotor rush. The commercial, um, we're thinking of the name rotor pilot. I think it'll be called um, to differentiate it from rotor rush because rotor rush is a racing sim and it's different. But when you, but that's actually VR capable and it always has been, and nobody actually tries it. But if you put your Oculus Rift on an FPV race in full VR. Um, it's quite cool. Um, I love it. I don't feel sick, but some people start to feel sick after a while um, because it's just too much. But for me, um, I actually love it. I must be one of those weird people that doesn't get seasick. But Well, it's all to do with... Re- it's it's all right. all- Andy, you, you should give it a go. Um, it's, all with, uh, it's all to do with refresh rates from what I... I've discovered because I, I get... Because most- we were chatting about that at Bandai Nanko. Yeah, I, I get motion sickness. So if I'm in a car, yeah, I, I, I can't look at a phone uh, for any more than like 30 seconds without feeling sick. But, and that was my worry about buying an Oculus. But if you're driving, you can do it. You shouldn't do that. That was a joke what Tony just said for everybody. Um, we were talking about the, the the Bandai Namco had the PSVR, and we did notice that they dropped the resolution, and we'd assumed that was to keep the frame rate up to stop people feeling a bit weird about it. It's I went through the entirety of GoldenEye on the N64 one hour at a time because I had to keep lying down because I felt that sick about it. It's something <laughs> to do with the, the field of view angles as well for me, as well as it's the refresh rate. The, it's not the frame rate. Yeah, it's the refresh rate, exactly. So I think the Oculus Rift works at, at 90 hertz and it, it's all it's all to do with um your your eyes seeing things that your body isn't feeling and i i believe that the higher the refresh rate um the the less motion sickness you've got so i when i use my oculus there's a, there's a fantastic um app where you can be in the space station and I can be in that like for hours and hours and not feel sick. But are you sure it's that one that you're in there for hours and hours and not the naughty <laughs> girl one? Well, <laughs> the, the the one that you're talking about, Tony. I only need to be in for about 30, <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, but the International Space Station, I can be. But, but um, yeah, the, the, the resolution is low because um, at, at, at the moment, because the, in order to do that, the, the refresh rate has to be high. To have, to have like 4K at, at, at 90 uh, hertz at, at the moment, I guess, would be very expensive. And the Hive have just released their, their new one. And apparently it's um, it, it's like did, wasn't it like eight hundred quid and you don't even get the 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 sensors or something like that. But um, yeah, the biggest problem with VR and NJ NJ Tech, who's not here, NJ, you should be here because it's your fault. I bought an Oculus Rift. <laughs> with um, with VR, you get something called screen door effect, um, and screen door effect is basically just because you could it, it's just the pixels that that you can see and uh e- even the 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 most expensive hive has got this and uh but i, I can see in the future it becoming um you know m- uh, better and accessible as because co- you have to have a fat fast computer don't you for vr as well that's the other other thing well that's what i found anyways um but uh yeah if you yeah i'll uh i'll take a look at i'll take a look at rail russian vr and um if you fancy sending over this commercial thing because uh, that's another thing as well dji <laughs> dji have just released a simulator haven't they what do you reckon about that yeah, it is out there. We've had a few commercial pilots come back to us. Um, certainly, it's not rated particularly highly at the moment, so that's good for us. What the the DJ the the DJ yeah. CGI one? Yeah, very very expensive. Yeah. Have, yeah. Have you not done the sneaky download to take a look at it and see if they're missing things? I did. I done a video. Isn't on it, it a couple of hundred quid to get it or something? Isn't it really expensive? I've heard. Well, f- well, I don't know because what happened was. Um, as Don't soon as say you downloaded it off a torrent site, Andy. That won't go down well. What's, <laughs> what's a torrent, Wayne? You're going to have to teach me this. Is it something like, Jake told me about? I don't know. <laughs> um, no, no. I downloaded the trial version, and uh, I, I wanted to buy the full version, but it turns out that I don't think you can do that yet. I I uh, I went to buy it, and I had to email them. And they they emailed me back and sort of said, "What? It, it's more of a custom thing, the DJI simulator. I think I think it's like, okay, what? I, I think it's also aimed at the commercial side yeah. of things. And it's and it they they were asking questions. Well, what are you using it for? Is it for inspecting power lines? Is it gutters? Is it roofs? And uh, that's that's where it kind of lost me because I was like." No, it's for making a YouTube video. <laughs> so um, you should yeah. said spying on women just to see what sim they send back to you. Yeah, um, we won't we won't go into that because uh, yeah, I, do you know do you know that that's the that's the number one thing that people say to me. Everybody when asks I, about them. Who are you spying on? So when like, when I, I, when, I, when, I when I'm flying on my field and someone comes up to me, they say, oh, are you looking through somebody's window? And I'm like, 
why would I want to mile an hour? Yeah. Why would I want to do that when there is VR? Um, there, there, there's some VR options that, <laughs> that, that, that is much more real. You're telling too much now. The looking through somebody's window. We're back to that thirty-second <laughs> comments that I. Did. I was I was going to ask the question why your Oculus looks so well used. I'm starting to understand. Yeah, you don't need to ask it, anymore. It's got <laughs> it's, it's got it's got a lot of white marks on it, but it's oh actually, come on this game. Kurt Jack It's off the fingers though. The the Oculus when you touch it with your fingers, you're you're the, you, sweat. No, no, no. The the part of, the 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 bits of your skin come off, and it it goes on the Oculus. It's that type of material which I don't like about it. Mm. Anyways, we've gone off topic. Um, can I bring you back to copy, topic? Because I just want to tell you about something else that we're about to release. Um, and um, when we've been working with the schools and the race organisations, we've found that there's a big something missing. And, um, and the thing that we found missing is communication. And it's it's partly because we've discovered that we've not been telling the world what we're doing and we need a way to do that. But also um, we've got quite a few academies around the world and we wanted a way for them to talk to each other. And then we thought, well, wouldn't it be good if the race organisations could talk to each other? And then wouldn't it be good if the pilots could communicate as well? So... Um, at the minute, everybody either uses Facebook, and unless you're in that Facebook group or you're part, you know, you're linked with friends, it's very hard to find information. So, we're going to be launching very soon what we've called the Community Hub. It's not a very exciting name, but it, it does very it does describe what what it is uh, really well. So, anybody who's a member of Rotor Rush, whether that's an academy, a race organisation, um, uh, a group. Um, a team because there's teams as well um, you know there's quite a few teams racing in Rover Rush as well um, they'll be able to see other academies other race organisations and link with each other and the idea being that the um, through our system they'll be able to uh, an academy will be able to find their local race organisation and ask for help or show them what they're doing and, and get that link. Race organisations will be able to find other race organisations or groups. Um, they will be able to find academies, etc. So basically it's all of the different people that use Rolter Rush and it's giving them a, a means to communicate with each other. Built into that is a, a newsletter that's automated and people can tell their stories and what, what events they've got going on and the great stuff that they're doing and it automatically sends it out to everybody and yeah it's uh, it's a really great tool that, that, that me and Ray have developed and uh, raised on all the hardware and coding and, <laughs> and I just tell him what it should look like um, and uh, yeah and we're about to launch that it's called Community Hub so um, I'm hoping that uh, it will make a difference well I'll tell I'll tell you what the other guys did as in Velocidrone and Liftoff, because um, they, they 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 both approached me, and what and 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 you know I I can I can help you with this as well. Um, you, you talk about Facebook. I I think Facebook is, is big in the 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 FPV community, but um, for the moment. The, the, there are some really big YouTubers that can get this information out as well. Um, so I, I, I'm friends with like 
huge YouTubers like, you know, UAV Futures. Jack can sort you out with Joshua Bardwell and, uh, you know, Painless 360 and, and all kinds of all kinds of people like that. Um, you know, if you can, as well as, well as the Facebook thing, uh people people the 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 whole multi-rotor thing it, it, it's funny actually because um the the line of sight non-fpv stuff is non-existent on youtube but the mo the multi-rotor stuff it's all about youtube and i think that's because it's very vi uh, video orientated gopros dvr and stuff like that so my my advice would be uh, to maybe pr try and promote it through there as well as Facebook because Facebook has got huge um, communities and and stuff. I'd, I'd be willing to, to do stuff on it. Wayne, I've, I've just uh, volunteered you to do stuff on to do stuff on it as well um, I guess the message we're trying to get across is there's a lot of tools on Rotor Rush and there's a lot of stuff in Rotor Rush that is is there for people to use. You know, um, there are a lot of race groups out there that could have their own track within Rotor Rush and use it for promoting themselves. And 99.9% um, .9 of the time, it's completely free. And we do this to help the community. And we've not been very good at, at, at communicating that. Um, I mean, everybody's seen the, the quality of the maps and everything in Rotor Rush and how realistic they are. And, you know, even some of the smaller groups have got you know, um, uh, you know, there's. We've been approached by. Um, we're going to be doing a track for Delta Hawks and and groups like that. And you all know these guys, you know, and and we're happy to put those tracks in in Rover Rush so so that you can promote your own track, you know. And we want to build the community, and we so you need to, you know, we want people to get in touch with us um, and and start using the tools that we, that, that that Ray spent such a, a long time perfecting i guess i guess there's been a little bit of we've not wanted to push it too much until it was perfect and i guess we've uh, we've been a bit too um perfectionist i think in what we've been doing but it, it it's there now and it works and and we need to push it out now and and we want the community to start using it and like i said 99.9 percent .9 of roller rush is free to the people that are benefiting from it and it's only those that use it as a simulator um, and it's that subscription that's paying for all of it. So uh, let, let me play devil's advocate for a moment, if I may. So go for it. Uh, I, I I love the stuff that you're doing with the academy stuff, and I, I brilliant that the groups are getting their tracks onto it, and I can really see the appeal for that. But to explain it for either tightwads like me or people that use a sim when it's really bad weather, it's it's not like. I want to come on and do a sim because I like flying a sim. I want to fly a sim when it's like, oh, it's so bad. I haven't been able to fly for ages. I'll, I'll pop on a sim for a while. How how are we converting these people over? Because that, that's when it comes back to the subscription thing. It's like I've got like Velocidrone and Liftoff because it's a one-off, but I don't want to play them. I want to, you know, I want to go outside and, and fly my quad instead. Mm -hmm. So I only come back to them either when it's really bad or we happen to do a live stream on Velocidrone, for example. 
So how do, how do we get it's people? Never, like it's never going to, we're never going to please everybody. Um, Velocidron and Liftoff are cheaper than us, and we do know that, and we, we constantly look at, 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 the, at the price point. Um, but we're confident that what we offer, um, when, when you pay that subscription, if you go down the subscription, bear in mind you can actually get the pay a one-off year. Well, it's a yearly fee, so it's still a subscription, I suppose. Um but when you pay that, it's it's what you're joining a community, you're joining a group, and you're helping to fund um, all of these other projects. So that's what that's part of. You're not um, if you just want to use the same now and again, um, and it's just for that, and you're not interested in these other groups, then Rollerush probably isn't the choice for you. And there are other sims out there, and they're very good sims. We're not, you know, uh, Velocidrone is an excellent sim, and so is Liftoff. Um, but it's it. If you want to know that some of that money, when you're whether you're using it or not, is helping to fund these other projects, um, and you know the, then maybe maybe the appeal for Roll Rush is 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 more than you thought it was. It's our job to show you where that money's going, and that's I what we haven't done. I don't think anyone well. knows. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Knows. And that's that's why we're on here tonight, talking to you guys, and we thank you very much for that. And we'll be doing a lot more of that. And we, um, you know, we will be, you will see a lot more coming out on social media about what we've been doing and the success stories and uh, stories from the various schools and academies that we're, we're in and the race organisations as well. We will do a much better job of communicating what those funds have been doing and will continue to do in the future. Um, we'll, the reason that we're not going to change from a subscription is, first of all, um, a one-off payment isn't a very good business plan because once that money's in, it's never going to repeat and we'd never have any money to continue to do these projects with academies and stuff. So we need a rolling um, <coughs> income to allow us to continue to fund these projects that we're doing. And secondly, we don't want to go down the route of free-to-play with micro-purchases because they are, I, I don't believe in them, they cost you more in the long run. Um, everybody knows that, you know, these these free-to-play games that are all over Facebook and you think it's free and before you know it, you've spent £30, £40 in a month just trying to keep up with everybody. So just to buy the latest skin, everything else. Um when you pay that subscription, every update, every new track you get, there's never any hidden costs with Rollerush. So we don't want to go down the free-to-play with micro-purchases for that reason, and we can't really afford to go down the one-off payment route because we want to carry on funding these great projects that we're doing. So that's the answer to it. If that's if it's not your thing, then um, that's a shame. Um, it's you know we'd like to have lots and lots more users, but uh, maybe if we show the value of where that money goes, we'll, we'll you know people will start to see the value better in Rowage. Have well, you thought about be having, a, having a YouTube channel? We've got a YouTube channel. We've again we've not been very good at putting the stuff on there, and we again we're looking at improving on that. Um, and yeah, uh, just watch this space. Um, Ray's actually. Uh, doing a lot of work on that and looking into it at the moment, isn't he? Uh, and we're happy to take advice from people like yourselves. You guys are the experts on... Uh, well, it'd be great just to see, like, what's going on, you know, a, a nice five, six-minute film of, you know, the schools seeing, you know, seeing kids build... While you're talking... And, 
Mm. Have a chat with Ray. Let Ray, you answer some questions. I'm going to put into the chat group um, a link to a video that actually shows one of the stories of an academy in, in the US where they've used Road Rush, linked into the local race group, and these two young men featured in this video are now competitive pilots. Um, and it ju- this actually, it, this video sums up everything that I've been talking about. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get you the link to that now. I'll raise... Have you, um, have you uh, have you thought about getting Rota Rush on Steam? Because Lift Liftoff, like like Steam is a huge platform, and that's where Liftoff is. And I, I think a, a lot of people, uh, I, I think a lot of people into FPV are also gamers. And not so much myself, but but these guys, a lot of these guys definitely are. What what what's the deal? Have you considered Steam? Yeah, we have considered Steam. Um, obviously, that's a whole um, ecosystem in itself. Uh, one thing you need to know about Road Rush is you download the sim, and you've got that software on your PC, uh, but we, our whole infrastructure, our race control, um, <coughs> and a lot of the community hub that uh, Nigel's just been talking about is actually out there on the global cloud. So, uh, for instance, if you wanted to run um, a race event, uh, all your pilots would have Rotor Rush on their computer, but you would be logging into our cloud system. So I wouldn't rule it out, but we wanted to have specifically a very pro race control system, and that's what's sitting in the cloud right now. It enables us to do a lot more to integrate uh, the races, the community, and everything else by having our own infrastructure. I mean, it's not our own. It runs on the, uh, the Google uh, world cloud. Yeah, I, I do like how when you uh, open it and if there's an update, you click it and it updates, which is very similar to Steam. It's just that Steam is, it has, mm. be, uh, has become sort of like the standard. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of ways of, you know, yeah, um, no. Um, of, of helping you guys to, um, be, be, because for me, I mean, you, you can watch my liftoff videos, you can watch uh, my Velocidrome videos, and every time I will say that Rotor Rush is more realistic. It doesn't have the graphics, but it's more realistic. And Wayne, recently you you went you did a race and you went through gates. And you, you, you probably haven't tried Road to Rush, but if you try Road to Rush, compare it to Liftoff, and when you go through a gate, it's it's exactly the same as, as going through an actual Although gate. we did disagree about Liftoff and Velocidrome, because I still felt Velocidrome was the more accurate sim. Yeah. Well, ro- yeah, yeah. You yeah, thought that yeah. Liftoff beat it. Yeah, that's true, but Road to Rush is even better. Try it. Well, I will certainly try. And what I was going to say to Nigel is, is perhaps if people who are, I'd say, casual users or like begrudgingly have to use a sim when it's raining, perhaps if there's more to it and there's a community hub, that's going to make us dive in and use things a bit more often, use all the facilities you do have there. Yeah. We'll try yeah, and see. That's what we're hoping as well. Um, you know, and I've, in, I haven't put it in the um, public chat because it wouldn't let me on your YouTube chat there. Um, the link to that video that I just oh, mentioned. Someone needs to mod. Someone needs to mod Nigel. I've just posted that link in there. 
But I've posted yeah. the link into your into into yeah. the Hangouts one, so maybe one of you guys could copy and paste it over there. Copy that over there now. So wonderful. Mm. Um, but that that is a really good example of of um, you know how uh, the projects that we're funding and, and supporting are actually really really are helping to teach young people how to fly and get into the sport and the hobby, um, and they're they're actually now competitive pilots. So you know, it does work and the projects aren't just, um, you know, us just trying to make, make things look better and please buy Rotor Rush because we're doing all this cool stuff. This is real. We've been doing this for a long time um, and supporting race organisations for a long, long time. Um, and we, we've never charged any of them. Um, and, yeah, it's our fault. We need to we need to tell you, you guys and the community what we've been doing and where that money goes and maybe then you'll understand why we... Why, why the cost of Rover Rush is where it is at the moment. Well, last, little, uh, last little question on, on that tack. Um, if anyone does have a, uh, a school or other organisation that they want to bring this sort of thing to, um, yeah. what's, what's the way to go about doing that? Well, if they go to the... Uh, one way is to go to the website and there's information on there. We are updating the website at the moment, but um, the information is on there and the contact details are on there. Um, and just email us at info at roverush.com. And uh, if you've got a school that's interested, um, then, you know, we're more than happy to hear from that school and we'll we'll look at getting them uh, registered as an academy. Um there's uh, quite a lot of schools down south that are using this, and uh, it's been it's great. We go to some of the events, and it's wonderful to see the kids um, learning to fly. Um, some of them are using uh, tiny whoops. They tend to use the tiny whoops because there's no health and safety issues for the schools. So they'll, uh, and, but they're even going down the route of 3D printing their own frames and building their own um, gates and tracks and having races in the classroom um, and very soon we'll be launching the Academy uh, League so uh, this will allow Academy so schools and, and colleges that are using Road to Rush so rather than the, the young people learning racing against each other which they can do at the moment they'll be able to race against other schools so that then gives them a taste of the wider competition and the wider hobby um, to further encourage them to to get out there and fly, um, you know, in clubs and stuff. So sounds good. Getting fatter, kids. So what <laughs> what we what we need to do then is set up a let's drone out school so that we can get <laughs> Rotor Rush for free, and then we can all because we we've done a few live streams of uh, Velocity Drone and, and Liftoff. Um, I want to race when, the X class. When, when yeah, we that was, that's that's interesting. I'm looking forward to having a go at that. Did you have a go at it at the at the UK drone show, Tony? I didn't. I didn't have time, but I'm I'm going to have a go. There was one kid that, that tried it. Some of the some of the people that came on our stall are Rotor Rush users, and they obviously know how to change all their rates and everything else. We had it set up for beginners, so ideally people who were coming to the show to find out about drones, and that was great. But there was a few of them, and. Uh, so we said, hey, you know, it's released next week, but we've got X class now. Do you want to have a go? And one of them in particular changed all the rates and started freestyling X class, which I don't know if that's going to be a future sport, but it certainly looked cool. <laughs> I've done it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, copters need to get for 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 spectators. spectators. Sport, copters need to get bigger. I 
um, received a seven inch um, freestyle model, and I thought, oh, this is this this is just nothing. And the the views on it exploded, and people want. Uh, bigger quads and I think, I think it's just because of, of the spectacle now uh when we were at the uk drone show it, it it was a great show to watch the racing but all you could see was just a single led flying around and uh obviously x clash changes that it, it does and i think um when i was in uh Japan, in in south korea um, in November for the um, um, for the DSI event for the International Drone Racing Competition, um, we had meetings. All the race organisers and members of DSI had meetings, and one of the big questions is how do we make this more a spectator sport? And and I guess everybody's coming to the conclusions that the drones need to be bigger so that people can see them. Um, an X class. To some degree, uh, to you know, answers those questions. I think we're going to need canopies on there. You know, if the sport's going to really grow and become professional, you're going to need space for um, sponsors to be able to, you know, be on the vehicles just like any other sport. Um, but I think X Class is really interesting, and it's growing very quickly in the US. It's becoming much, much bigger, and uh, every, a lot of people seem to be experimenting with building their X Class style drones and uh i've not gone down that route yet i'm still catching up with uh with the current trend i've just bought a frame from menace and some new motors and trying to bring myself up to date with with that and uh but i'll certainly be giving x class a go i think in uh next year um yeah i just wanted to say just because we've talked about the um uk drone show i just want to mention how important that event was i think that event was this this just this past weekend because for the first time, that was a true international event in the UK. And, we, you know, I go to events all over the country and it's, it's nearly always the same pilots. You know, the UK, you know, you get your Banner UK and your you Gary Kent and Brett Collis and all of these pilots. And we all know how good they are. But it's, it, it's very rare in the UK to see them, see the UK pilots actually up against the best in the world. And Min Chan Kim is the best pilot in the world at the moment without any shadow of a doubt Amazing. and to see see Min Chan Kim and Alex Vanover you know and uh, Sushan Park there as well as a lot of pilots from Europe as well you had the Dutch champion and Leo you know, Leo was there as well yeah. you know it, it, incredible and I think it was a bit of a wake-up call for the UK scene who have been a little bit isolated and feeling that they're doing really good to see the quality of international competition and international pilots and i think maybe now we'll see some uk pilots up in their game a bit i think it was really important i think it's about time um that, that there is there has you know an international element in the uk and i know fair play to ollie for putting that event on and, and making sure those international pilots attended i think it's really important just, just on there, Nigel, we should really mention the Platinum Cup last year because um, obviously that wasn't yeah. uh, true racing. But uh, as far as esports go, um, that was the first that uh, Roach Brush you know, had a world competition and we brought all those pilots in. Perhaps you'd like to. And we're talking about doing one this coming year as well. That was the first drone racing esport ever in the world. Um, again, we could have done a better job of advertising it, but we had, uh, we ran qualifiers all around the world and we had a pilot from mexico india australia us, us 
Nelson came over from the US, um, one from Austria, and obviously uh, we had a pilot from the UK. And uh, we flew them all over to the UK, um, to the which was the event, the gaming event that we, we held the finals at. DSL, yeah, in, in London. And we were on ESL's live stage. In fact, the Rotor Rush finals was just before the UK finals for the Counter-Strike, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and that was the first ever eSport competition for drone racing. That was a, that was a stressful weekend. Now, these guys tell me that this year's UK drone show was a disappointment. And for me, it wasn't. Because I couldn't go five minutes without chatting to somebody who was a subscriber and wanted to take a selfie and and, and stuff like that. And uh, by the way, if you if like I put a message out there because I like had so many selfies. If if, if you guys um, had a selfie with me, then uh, put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram, tag me in it. Um, but. Um, yeah, the, the, the general sort of consensus was that it wasn't as popular as two years ago, and I find that sad. But I do think two years ago there was a hype in drones, and now it's sort of um, leveled off. And um, I think that's probably what it was. I mean, it, was, it, felt, it felt bigger a couple of years ago. There was more stands, more people. To yeah. me, to me, the track and everything was really, really good, though. To me, I was gutted because I didn't get to speak to Banny, uh, who, like, I've always been a fan of, and and, and Kelsey and Gary, and uh, for me, though, what I I didn't see all the stalls and uh, and stuff like that, but um, maybe that that's just my situation. But um, if you, yeah. if you put it in context. I mean, to be fair, this is the, was it the fourth or fifth UK drone show? And there has been a dip. Tony's absolutely right. And I think that's because there's not as much media hype around it anymore. I mean, it was a big thing when Banny were, you know, one in Dubai and all the news wanted him and everything else. But so it's, it's, it's leveled off a bit. But the fact that Oliver is, you know, still able to put on the UK drone show, despite the, the you know, the, the dip in, um, excitement over drones is a good thing, and and I hope it can continues because it shows like that that give give you know the smaller independents like make it build it and and menace and stuff a chance to show off what they're doing and 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 be seen. You know, I think it's an important show. It might have not been as exciting as some people would have liked, but the fact that it was even there is is a is a is a. I think it's a. It shows that the, the the hobby's not going anywhere. The sport's not going anywhere. It's going to continue to grow, um, and it's it's a big risk for for Oliver to put on an event like that because you you have to put that money up beforehand. I mean, it's really expensive to put on an event there, and the fact that he's took that risk year after year, um, I think is a great thing. I mean, I'm a you can tell I'm a big fan of Oliver's, um, but um, yeah, because he works really hard. And he, he doesn't get a lot of credit for it. And I think he deserves a lot of credit because he, I think it was a great show. Um, and it's only going to get better and bigger. I'm not, I'm not aware of Oliver, actually. Um, I thought um, I, 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 I met Simon Newton and on the kitchen table, I thought he had a lot to do with it. Is it, 
Is that not the case? No, the the, the event is is Oliver O'Brien. So he gets a lot of help from a lot of people. Um, you know, I mean, he, he reached out to the guys at BDRA um, and, uh, you know, Ben, who I think is probably the best race director in the UK now, uh, without any doubt. Um, he came down with the whole kit and the track and put that up and... Uh, and he asked Elliot to do the live stream and, you know, and everybody chips in. But they only do that because um, Oliver's proved in the past that, that you know, he, he's a great person to work with and he, he puts on a good show and he does his very best. He's, Oliver, behind the scenes, has been supporting the, the, the sport and the hobby in this country for many years. Mm. But he, again, he doesn't shout about it. He just gets on and does it. Yeah. I think one thing as well that was a bit of a struggle because I, I was trying to um, fil- film some of the event, is when the racing was going on, they had screens up, but they were, <laughs> they were like seven frames per second. And I think, I think that needs to be improved. Uh, obviously, it was indoors, and there's a lot of processing going on, but I think uh, that needs to be improved for it to be more of a, a spectator sport. As well. There's a lot of improvements. If you watch, if you watch the IDSC competition that was in South Korea in November, they did a lot of things there that have answered a lot of the questions on Spectator. The best thing, if anyone's, I don't know if anyone's seen any of the video from the from that event, but they had a glass screen in front of the pilots. So the pilots sat on a podium, and there was this glass screen impregnated with LEDs. And as the pilots walked out, these LEDs showed, they were, guess, guess it's sort of like a TV, if you like, a very low resolution TV. But they showed the uh, national flag of each pilot as he walked out. And then um, underneath the pilot then, it showed the colour of what drone they were flying. So there was no doubt when you were watching that racing who was who. Because even though the LEDs in at the NEC this weekend were easy to see and it was easy to follow the racing, it was still difficult to decide who was who. Um, and unless you remembered from the big start of the race that Min-Chan came out the red LEDs, for example, and Bani had the blue, you could quite easily lose the action. Whereas in Korea, you looked over at the pilot so you could clearly see through this glass screen and you could see which colour LEDs were flying, what country they were from, what race team they flew for, because it was all um, displayed on this, this screen, which was amazing. Mm. Um, I would recommend you have a look. It's, it was an incredible event. We're slightly over time. So, Tony, do you want to do the shout-outs to uh, the people in the chat? Yeah, there's no, there's oh. no such thing as out of time. There is. Time, time, <laughs> time isn't real. It's, it's an illusion, it's, it's isn't fact, it? It's an illusion. And, uh, yeah, well, so... I've got to go up there and get up for work. So there's, there's the illusion is real for me. Yeah. I had two hours sleep last night, so sh- I don't believe you, Tony. It doesn't show. <laughs> I um, want to say a big massive shout out to RDFPV who dropped $24 uh, in the super chat so thank you very much as always he seems to just drop us money every time we go live and I don't know even why even when we were filming in the wrong aspect ratio for 14 seconds before the phone ran out of battery <laughs> so thank you um, Clive FPV MC Creations Richard Warwick Bill M um, Mikey Dread was really good seeing you, Mikey, uh, the weekend. Uh, Mike, Mikey was that? awesome. Mikey was awesome. Rob Britton is in the chat. 
Uh, I'm just trying to scroll up. Win Davis, hello. Uh, Dave Story's in the chat. Um, Why wasn't Win at the NAC? It's close to. I don't. Him. It's too far for him to come. It's I don't not know. too far. He's based in. I, I'm sure. Like Train is BB. Uh, Scott Watson, loads of people in chat. I can't scroll up anymore, but thank you everyone for tuning in, um, um, especially RDFBV. Thank you so much. Yes, anyway, thank you to all our patrons as well, and thank you to all our listeners for listening to this another episode of Let's Drone Out. Um, come back next week when we'll be talking about a little bit of news about uh, the competency tests and registration that's coming in on the A&O amendments and maybe have a couple other special guests to talk about that. But, you know, this is LDO. Also, also thank you to everybody that came up to us and chatted to us as LDO. Yeah. You know, and that, beanies and said, thanks for doing the show. And that we was, appreciate it. Yeah, that, that was just amazing. <coughs> and uh, yeah, quite an emotional experience for me. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, we all put a lot of work into this, and to meet the people that actually watch and appreciate the show and what we do was uh, yeah, pretty amazing. It so, was nice. So thank you to everybody for that. And if you do have any photos, post them up on Facebook and everywhere else. Yeah, please do. Let us know. It's a free thank you very much, and goodbye. Au revoir. Good night. Telemetry lost.